Welcome to the Other Side Podcast, where we are discussing music, life, and cannabis. Myself, Geshi, and Leon. But just a quick heads up, we are not doctors, so don't take anything we say as medical advice. Do all your own research. We're just having an informal chat with our own opinions. Consult your doctor. Do your own research always. Enjoy the show. So this is the first episode of the Other Side podcast. I'm Leon, and this is Katrina, and this is Geshi over here, the owner of the Other Side. I have actually been um, promoted to main host today uh, because we are well interviewing Geshi. But before we get to him, basically this podcast is all going to be about kind of cannabis in general, but all the things that go along with it. So the the politic, like the political side of things, music. I know food, anything that kind of goes along with it. Extended just, culture. Yeah, just anything we want to chat about, really. Lifestyle. And if you guys have topics you want to learn about, because we probably know too much about cannabis at this point. So if you have <laughs> questions much. or whatever. <laughs> you can never know too much. Yeah, yeah, like, knowledge is knowledge power. Is power indeed. But yeah, exactly. if you do have questions or you want to hear a like, particular topic or anything like that, get involved in the comments or the socials or whatever. But... I reckon we can get into it. Episode one seems only natural that we would be speaking to you, sir. Me, do you want to give, <laughs> give us an intro, Getty? Well, hello, guys. How you doing? Welcome to the first podcast. Nice to uh, nice to be here finally. Um, thank you for the lovely intro as well. Um, who am I? I'm Geshi. I'm the owner of either side. Um, this fine establishment that we find ourselves let's, let's, in. Let's get that set, set in stone from now. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm Geshi. I'm the owner and founder of Other Side. Um, we originally were just Other Side, but we extended our name like since the CBD boom has like happened. So now we're like the Other Side Cannabinoid Dispensary. You can find us in London on Portobello Road. Um, but yeah, I mean, we decided that we wanted to do a podcast just to discuss. The kind of stuff that we discuss when we're in the shop, right? Yeah, so, so it's kind of like customers. an extension of. Sorry? So many customers coming in, just asking us questions all day long. Yeah. It was like kind of natural. Kind of like just fell into it. We were yeah. like, we might as well just do a podcast about all this kind of stuff that we're talking about two customers every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah no, thank know. you for the intro. And yeah, I mean, this is the other side shop that we've been running for the last four years. Um, well, London's know. premier CBD <laughs> shop. Um, premier. <laughs> premier, of course. We say, we say we've been running team. for four years. Geshi oh. has been running for four years. We're... Well, you've been about round and about, but we've, we've, we've all been round and about. I've only been here for like what about six, seven months now. I think you've been here about six, seven months. Yeah. I've probably known you about a year now. Yeah, maybe because um, over through CBD. Through CBD, <laughs> I met I met Leon through CBD. Um, I met Cat through uh, not through CBD, but through through friends, through and friends, friends and family. And, and, yeah, exactly. Piercings, yeah, and piercings. Yeah, <laughs> the area I got my belly button. My very first piercing was in this very shop. Just to oh, give a little background, yeah, like we're in this shop, which is one premises, one kind of like um, one address, but it's got two businesses inside the shop. So one side of the shop is the other side, and then yep. the other side of the shop. To make it sound really confusing, should have done it the other way round. I should have done it the other way round. Yeah. So <laughs> how do I start this? One side of the shop so, is tattoo and piercing, which is yeah. owned by your lovely, wonderful mother and father. Correct. And then this side is the other side yeah it's <laughs> um, kind of hard to imagine if you're just listening to this audio and not watching the video or even if you're watching it it's not like we're doing drawings or anything yeah. but <laughs> it's, not very, it's not necessarily very easy to understand but it's basically two businesses in one premises um the tattoo and piercing side of the shop has been run by and run and managed by my family for the last 30 years um Long so enough. i kind of grew up in this spot in this space Working with mum mom and dad on the other side. And your mum and dad are essentially Portobello royalty at this point. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. They've been around yeah. like for a long, long, long time. Like we're one of the original kind of independent shots on the on the shops, shots, shops, shops on the street. Yeah. <laughs> so you won't find many other shops like this anymore. Um, but yeah, like I, I originally was working for my mum, helping her manage her side. She's a piercer, bit by the way. My dad isn't a piercer or a tattooist, but he's kind of like managed the accounting and stuff for the shop, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, I used to work with my mum. And literally be there every day, every day, dealing with like tourists coming and trying to buy stuff. And 
the other the side post, of the postcards outside. Exactly, well. yeah. Like the other side of the shop. I mean, it sounds confusing, but it was run by a guy before called Lee Harris. Bless him, um, old Lee Harris, who's like a bit of a weed activist, I guess, a marijuana activist. Ran for mayor. Yeah, ran for mayor as well. Interesting character. You can, um, I'm sure there's loads yeah, of information about him on Google. Yeah. Lee Harris, um, but he was running this side of the shop um, as a head shop for years and years and years. Um, so I kind of grew up in the space. I knew him for many, many years. And then when he retired, he kind of just offered the space to us. And I was like, well, I'm already a, a cannabis smoker. I'm already into cannabis and he's selling cannabis products. I already buy my Rizzler off him. <laughs> uh, it only makes sense to me to like jump in that space and just like carry modernize on. it and carry on in a sense. Which is thus why we called it the other side. Because I'd spent years on the other side of the shop with my mum, like directing tourists who would buy his postcards. So he'd, he'd have racks of postcards outside. And they, they would always come to the counter where I was and try and purchase the postcards. And I would every day go, sorry, you have to pay on the other side. You have to pay on the other side. <laughs> and then when I got Genius. the business, I literally I was like, I'm going to have to call it the other, the other side. Because I've literally it's, called it the other side all my life. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the kind of like... That's <laughs> How you know it yeah, forever. That's a little kind of brief background story as to... Why I called it the other side, and yeah, well, um, how we how you got in? How it. I got it, really? Yeah, I mean, like I said, well, I was friends with Lee, and my mum knew Lee for many, many years while while she was running the shop. So as soon as he gave up the space, I was like, yeah, I have to take on, I have to take it on. I know some other hairdresser wanted to come here, and I was like, nah, doesn't make sense. Nah, 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 nah. Imagine we cannot be having a hairdresser imagine, in here. Imagine having a trim and my <laughs> mate over there is getting a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I was getting a tattoo, I don't know if I'd want. Plus, no, it only makes sense. You keep it in the family. Keep it, in the family, it's like, you know, keep it independent. It's a lovely like, vibe in here. People that we like. I mean, I've grown up on the street. I've been here all my life, so I know so many people around the area. So yeah, it only made sense to like just carry it on, really. So yeah, that was my little kind of journey into the space. Was it an easy transition? Was it quite easy to just sort of set up and? <laughs> it was. I mean, the actual transition was. I mean, I just kind of renovated it, painted it, got it looking nice, and just done my own kind of contracts with different wholesalers, got mm-hmm. all my stock ready, blah, blah, blah. That was the kind of easy side. The difficult bit was, is that we kind of didn't always get along with Lee. So there was like, I think we were going through a bit of a bad period of him. And then he was like, he didn't tell us that he was leaving. So after being in the shop with us for like 30 years, it was one day he was like, I'm leaving in two weeks. And I was like, whoa, like, damn, I need to get on this now. So that was, that, that was the kind of tricky bit. It was like, I had to like kind of rush my shit. I didn't have like, time to prepare to, 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 to know exactly what I was going to do. So it was like a bit of a rush. I was supposed to open the beginning of January. Like he told us pretty much two weeks into December, four years ago. And then in January, I was like, yeah, I'll open on, in the first week of January. Do a quick paint job, blah, blah, blah. We ended up opening like, probably like mid-February just because <laughs> things took a lot longer about to get fourth, organised. About the fourth birthday then, yeah. like this week. Isn't it? Pretty much. What's the date today? It's fifth. Yeah. Literally four years to like... Probably, I think it was literally the 4th of February that we opened. We actually got it on the, on the wall up there. Actually, oh, I just remembered. There's a little thing that says the 4th of February. That was the first day we opened. So, yeah, pretty much four years to almost to the day. Pretty insane. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that was four years ago that we started selling CBD. So imagine that. Four years ago, no one had a clue what it was. And if you saw what CBD looked like and, like, just, like, the packaging it would have come in and stuff. It was all what American was, products by, at that stage. I was going to say, what's the, what was the market like comparatively then? No one knew anything. No one knew anything. The market in terms of who we were trying to sell to, no and one also had... the products the that products you had were, and everything. No one had a clue what we were trying to sell mm. to start with. Like, everyone just assumed it was cannabis in, a, in an oil form and that it would get you super high. No one really understood the merits of, of CBD. I had quite a lot of people who used to think it was, like, a legal high. Like, yeah, like exactly. exactly. At that point, there was still spice and still things like all that kind of stuff was getting sold, so people didn't really know the difference. The, the types of products as well that were about... I think one of the first things we had was definitely oil. Like we had oil that goes under your tongue. And I think I had like a brand called Pure Ratios, I think, I remember. And it was like a little, the first vape stick I'd ever seen. And it was like a little disposable vape stick. Or like a cart. It was not, it wasn't a cart, it was like a pre-filled stick. And I was like, what is this thing? It's like the new kind of, new method of taking it. And I was like, what is it? But yeah, it was, it was a bit, a little bit, what's the word? Um, a little bit simpler. Mm. Put it like that. The products were a little bit simpler and a little bit like, Less, less, less designed in a sense. Yeah. Now there's so many different varieties of things, and 
if you want a vape stick, well, you've got 10 to choose from. If you want oil, you've got hundreds to choose from. If you want a bath bomb, you've got a million different ones to choose from. This market it's, is quite saturated. It's saturated, days. like, a lot. Like, the, the, the market's developed and it's come on leaps and bounds, it to does be honest. Ha- it does happen with these sorts of things. Like, I mean, it happened with vaping, really, rawly. They saturate terribly. But CBD is different because I feel like vaping originally was a lot more popular because it was a fad. Oh, but it's this, I think, is a I remember at one stage, all my mates time. going for this thing was like, I'm not smoking anymore. We're all on vapes now. And I was like, what is this vape thing? And this was like replacing cigarettes. You know what yeah. I mean? This was like actual vape sticks to, to replace, replace cigarettes. This wasn't, wasn't anything to do with cannabis. And I remember like at one stage, everyone was using them and everywhere you turned, it was a vape shop. New vape shop, new vape shop. A lot of them have gone out of business now, right? Yeah, oh, a lot yeah. of them tried to turn into CBD shops. Yeah, that was interesting. The, the, well, that was when, but that's kind of how I got into CBDs because my friend owned a vape shop and he then turned into a CBD company, which I started with him mm. and a couple others. And we, like, basically jumped on that wave. Yeah. But the vape shop, every other vape person was all, like, really, really struggling. A few people were trying to stick with it. And they were like a lot of our clients for CBD, yeah. like all these vape cut. But yeah, like apart from like the main proper franchise ones, most of them all gone now. Like mm. yeah, we have people coming here asking for vapes because they can't find a shop. This, this, I mean, there's a couple yeah. in Portobello that have closed down, and then a new one appeared, and then it's gone as well. And yeah, well, that's a strange market. I think I don't want to say their name because they're too big and they don't need the promotion. But that company <laughs> beginning with a J. Yeah. I think they kind of saturated the market as well oh, and big. everybody kind of went towards using those little pods and then I mean I don't know so like when I, I just don't see the same thing happening with CBD though like as much as everyone saturated the market a bit I don't see it dying out anytime soon like, it's, it's a different kind of product I don't think it's going to die it's out at all it's different. a different kind of product you have got those, definitely those companies that are trying to emulate or trying to copy like what vape shops do and they've got like 50,000 flavours of different CBD like e-liquids but I think they're just a lot more geared towards like the younger market the packaging is all bright and coloured and little characters on the front and stuff like that I mean it's all like weird names like I don't know like I can't even think of something off just the top names, of my head, but just names of sweet, just stupid like yeah, rainbow <laughs> flash or something like that. I don't know. It's like oh, it's a multi-fruit flavour. <laughs> sort of means nothing at this point. Yeah. It's like... But yeah, moving away from vapes. Yeah, forget, forget about vapes. Forget about vapes. We've time. got this guy getting in, yeah, <laughs> trying I'm, to get in on the podcast. I'm, I'm trying to think of CBD topics. For relevance, this is Pancho, sh- yeah. our shop mascot got and him. head of security. Head of security at the shop, and he's like literally. <laughs> he's acting like a little kid right now. Been he's, really annoying today. Like, really literally just attention. wants to be involved. He wants guys. attention. I think we should put him right here and then <laughs> sit up here and just be centre of attention. Yeah. The whole time you were talking just then, though, he was like, "How did like pause up of our lap?" See, I know. I was like, what's he going to do? <laughs> anyway, let's try and move away. So, like, so like, let's go back and just tell me, because obviously, you know, you got into cannabis fairly young, right? <gasps> so t- tell me about how you got into the whole kind of world and the experience. And you know. Did I get into it young? I guess I tried it quite young mm-hmm. and then didn't really get into it until mm-hmm. I was kind of, kind of like 17, 18, like till I probably was smoking every day. Before that, I delved, I tried it a bit here and a bit there at a party or something like that. Yeah. Get a bit giggly, and then it was never really a massive thing for me. I've grown up in a smoking household. Yeah. Both parents were smoking cannabis as I was growing up. So it was quite normalised for me. For me, I didn't really feel like I was like, oh, I want to go and do that naughty thing that yeah. my friends would be like, should we smoke something? And I'd be like, nah, I'm all right. It's fine. They'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, literally, it wasn't like a taboo or at well, all for me. So. A, well, that's the thing. I think... The reason why so many people get into it is because it's like uh, a naughty like, thing, yeah, to, do. Naughty thing like, to do. But if it was what we're trying to do right normal. now with this podcast is normalise it. Exactly. And if it was way more normal, lots of people wouldn't even be like even wanting to try it. Like, I, I mean, that's the, that's the thing. When you're young, you want to do things that you're not allowed. That's just natural. Yeah, you're pushing the boundaries, and right? Of course, you want to see yeah. how far you can go. Like, So it's kind of natural and normal, but people that are not really into it grow out of it. And people that are into it stick with it. But it's just how you treat it and how you do use it in your life. I mean, I've used it all my life. Well, not all my life, since about 17. Mm. But it's never it's never stopped me from doing what I want to do, like work, or it's never make, made me, like, unmotivated, or I've always kind of, like, incorporated it into my life. Can you shut up over there? <laughs> Literally. Um, I've always had a really good example with my parents as well, that yeah. they both consumed it but also had a job the whole time. My mum's run, run businesses. Business, my yeah. dad's run his own business. He's always been... A, they've always been hard workers, so... 
I've never looked at it and been like, ah, stoners, smoking, lazy. Yeah. I've never had that connotation with it. So for me, it's just always been like a normal thing. I've just always like incorporated it into whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I'm really heavily into music as well, so it's kind of gone hand in hand with the music. I've really enjoyed like. Well, you you said like before, well, you said to me before, um, like that's kind of how you got into it properly, wasn't it? Because you when you start mixing, mm. I guess you might. Well, I was. I was young and I already got into DJing like pretty young and I had a pair of like old secondhand decks and my thing was, or a friend of mine gave me a pile of records and I just started to learn how to mix. And then this this friend would come over and we'd like smoke a joint together and just mix together and it was all like old hardcore jungle records. So straight away it was like smoking and music. And then when you actually, like for me personally, smoking like really like, amplifies the music for me just I, I can hear it better I can hear it like in another in another way it's like I can I almost feel like I can hear the bass better or the treble sound nicer I don't know how to explain it the different parts better exactly it's almost like when you hear music in your house you might hear it but when you hear it with your headphones on you sometimes hear a different aspect of the tune yeah. so with cannabis for me it's like I really feel like it just yeah I can absorb the music better so if I got into DJing as soon as I was like kind of old enough to be smoking, I was smoking and it was just like went hand in hand together. Then I was on the pirate scene, on the pirate radio scene. Everybody was smoking. It was, like, it was just like a big thing in London back in the day. Still is. Still is. Still is. Like everyone's on, everyone likes a bit of cannabis. Not everyone, obviously, but. I'd say even more so now. I mean, before it was, it was a lot of like, it was like kind of a lot of people smoked and a lot of people didn't kind mm. of thing. Yeah. Whereas now we're seeing a lot more. Yeah, going back no to that concept of like... more cross-culture in a sense. Yeah, it's like almost been, again, going back to normalisation. It's just mm. like views towards cannabis have become so much milder. Like, yeah. you know, what people think of as sort of hard drugs back then that's <laughs> what they think of as hard drugs. You still do now. get them crazy people that think that cannabis is the same as heroin, but true. generally people are a little yeah. bit more Not aware. Not to name and shame, but like Prime Minister and President of Italy, well, I can't remember Prime Minister or President. Uh, anyway, what, at the moment or the old one? The one just that, uh, right yeah. now, is trying to campaign for having uh, CBD, well, all cannabinoids, put in as a narcotic, narcotic yeah. in the EU, so that would be classified the same as crack or heroin. That's or crazy. Like. Yeah. That's just crazy. So there I are mean, people still out there who definitely feel like that. I think there's a lot of people out there. I do think, luckily, we are in England and it's pretty forward thinking. Um, I think the, the internet has broken down a lot of boundaries as well over, over time. Like when I was growing up, DJing on pirate radio and smoking and stuff, it was a completely different scene as well. Like it was like, Skunk was just coming on the scene, not just coming on the scene, it had already been about, but everybody was smoking skunk at that stage. Or uh, it was either skunk or you're smoking some kind of like cess, some kind of like press yeah. weed. And Rich. it was like what the dealer had is what you buy. Mm. These days, there's like a multitude of flavors that you have to read a menu before you buy <laughs> stuff. So, like, things have like changed completely, like nowadays. People's perception, yeah, is changing. But then, like you say, the guy, the prime minister of Italy, the president, or is it the prime minister? Yeah. Totally backwards kind of views, you know what I mean? It's like really old school yeah, way of thinking. Like luckily that got that got, out. That got overturned, yeah, didn't got it? Overturned, so <clears throat> thank God for that. But even though we're not in the EU anymore, we are still deciding to follow their drugs and guidelines for some reason. Mm. Like, well, I think we literally just left, didn't it? We just left the EU, but we still got like yeah. a month or two while we're still following their rules. I think. But, so, I don't I, know. but I think they've said like they're gonna obviously until they work out legislation properly mm. we're gonna carry on those rules yeah. and then we will adapt it if we need but well we'll see what happens because in a few months time all the CBD things changing as well with the yeah, novel foods much. which I think is probably gonna be another podcast that we we touch on that subject because it's, it's gonna change the game <clears throat> excuse me it's gonna change the game like I think I don't even want to talk about it now because it starts getting me wound up but <laughs> it's um yeah, we'll do another episode on, on the novel food changeover and the CBD thing and all that. I think it's going to be... That'll be a whole whole episode just on novel foods, I think. I've got a good guest for that, I think. I've got a good guest that's going to come in and chat to us about that. So, you anyway. going to have to wait to find out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys, this podcast is going to be all about cannabis, like Leon was saying, music, life, all things that are happening. We're going to be having guests down, so, yeah, we want to get some interesting characters in that are going to talk about their experiences with cannabis and... Just to, to find out people's different like views on it and stuff like that. Don't have to be famous either, just people no. with interesting opinions. Really. Exactly. Just yeah. We want to have this conversation and make this almost like a big conversation across, every, well, not just London, but across the whole UK. Of, like, 
Go forward. What we're going to try and do, guys, is like tell people the topic, and then if anyone wants anything talked about in that within that topic, then they can just email us or put comments underneath on the on the videos, and um, just let us know if there's anything you guys want us to talk about. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. But let us know. Yeah, we've sidetracked a little. Bit. A little sidetracked. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I mean, that's the fun of podcasts. Why don't you I tell guess. us? Like, okay, going back to okay, your experience with cannabis. Why don't you tell us about one of your favorite experiences with cannabis? Um, favorite experience off the top of my head, I can't think of anything like favorite. I just really enjoy using it in a certain. Like, it's not like I'm like some crazy. I'm like, I can't wait to smoke every day. No, 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 not at all. But I'm just like I really enjoy using cannabis with certain things, like when I'm cooking or when I'm doing my music. So it's like, do I have a favorite time? I probably don't have a favorite time. I have like memorable times, maybe. Like, yeah, because getting... you're a budding chef as well. So, like, do you use cannabis in your cooking as well? I don't really. I've cooked with cannabis a few times, like yeah. can of butter, making some flapjacks and stuff like that. I've done that a few times, but yeah. generally, I just kind of smoke it or vape Fair it. Um, cooking with it, I've never really got into edibles as much. Um, so I guess if I was really into edibles I'd probably be like oh, I should go and make yeah, my own yeah, now yeah. I should go and cook my own yeah. but no I guess to be honest growing up in London I don't remember anyone really being into edibles anyone who I knew that was into edibles was not from London yeah it wasn't really a it's thing. always like people I knew from the countryside that were into edibles <laughs> I don't know why it's because they weed yeah. dowie hat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had to make it into make it into time on their hands yeah, true. yeah I don't know I've never really got into edibles too too tough but I'm not like against them, not at all. Like I'll eat a slice of cake here and there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess like, have you had any terrible experiences? Oh, I've done. Of course, I've done the whole whiteies and like passing out and like yeah, definitely have had that a few times. <laughs> just just inexperienced business. But um, any? No, nah, I don't think so. To be honest. Uh, nothing like I can be like, oh, that was the worst thing ever. No, it's always been like, to be honest, every time I've had a whitey, it's only because I've been drinking at the same time. So if I can blame anything, it's the drink. Yeah, always blame alcohol. Yeah, straight <laughs> up, straight up, it's the booze, man. Tea green over here. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. What about you? I mean, I mean, to be fair, when I was younger, I was always quite good at like, not like if I felt a bit like queasy off it like kind of you know your level yeah it's kind, kind of, of like stopping I was always good at that but like there was one or two times I've definitely was like, I remember being 16 it was like the second time I'd ever hit a, hit a joint or anything mm. ever and I was so drunk I was like I felt like I was going to throw up mm. my mate was like yeah just you'll be, you'll feel fine it's like, take, take a couple of tokes you'll feel <laughs> thanks, blessed mate. thanks I literally great took, great took two tokes the first one was fine <clears throat> the second one like, as the smoke was like going down my throat like, like, was food like, was coming oh, no. drink was coming back up just like a whole <laughs> bottle of fucking cheapest vodka you could buy it's no, nice mine was it so I, I was going to say what about you never Kat? drank vodka since <laughs> you know like I'd, I'd smoked a couple of times I must have been like 16 and like my parents obviously they had like their family friends and, and they were they were all the family friends kids were the good kids right so I was to be like them and that was like the example set for me so one night like one of my parents friends kids had like a party at their house and I it was like can I go and my parents were like because it's the family friend's son that's fine so I went and of course I was like yeah 16 so I was, I was the young one they were probably about you 18 19 16? I was about 16 and they were about 18 19 something like that so of course what did they do ply me with a bunch of tequila yeah, yeah. and then and then they gave and then obviously there was joints going around and it was that point when I had the first couple of tokes, I was like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know, you can feel the world like, uh, you're like, no. And I'd never, I'd never experienced so it before. I hate that so bit, I, was like, I never had it for long. No? Like um, you know, I'm just going to lie down. So I just lay down. I just remember the rest of the night from a horizontal position, just like looking up that way. <laughs> I used to be like projectile vomit. If I had the white E or the booze and the, and the alcohol and, and, and the weed together, it was like, if it hit me bad, I remember one time literally just like projectiling across yeah. the room and it was like, oh <laughs> my days. Like we were back in vodka and coke. <laughs> then they was like straight, straight out the bottle, vodka, coke. And then after that, three or four goes of that, I was young. You shut up again. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to tell us his I was like, last on his suit and I remember like, 
nah, that was me. Got game over. <laughs> game over. I remember literally lying on this stair in this stairwell in some estate. Literally, it was a mash up, mash up. I feel like everyone needs at least one of those experiences. Yeah. But um, Bills you. But on that note, I think maybe we should take a little break and then we'll get back to it. Let's go and sort this dog out. Yeah. Yeah. This problem. Look at, look at us. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you want to go chill out there? All right. We hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you've got any questions or feedback or comments, remember to hit us up on our socials. Yeah, we'll try to answer them next week. There'll be somewhere... I don't know where Johnny's going. But, somewhere down there. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not smoked in the break. And we've largely we... tried to pacify Pancho during the break. That's what we've largely tried to do. Are we recording now? Do. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that little annoying dog. <laughs> I don't know what his problem is today. But he's Sorry, there. Just wants to be involved. Don't look at him, otherwise you'll think that he wants that we want to talk to him. No eye yeah, contact. Well, I'm no just saying his name, I'm worried. No, no. <laughs> P-A-N-C-H-O. <laughs> hot dog. What, what that is, that's, that's literally what it is. His name is hot dog. Yeah, it's in Argentina, that's, that Pancho is a hot dog, isn't it? That's not saying it. Just like Did you name him? <laughs> All I meant to say his name. Did you name him? I named him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm half Argentinian, for anyone who doesn't know. And okay. I used to go there a lot when I was young and always see these stalls that say, Banjo. Shit, shouldn't say it. <laughs> and one day I was like, up. joke name. If I ever have a dog, I'm going to call him that. And so you did. And so I did. <laughs> and where did you get Pancho again? He's quite Don't say his name. Yeah, he's quite Sorry, a character. He's looking at us. I know you. I can feel him looking at us. <laughs> um, I got him in Spain. I was living in Spain for a year and a half. We we actually opened up a, a second outlet of the shop, of the, the, tattoo, the, the, the tattoo side. So I went to open up one in Spain and ended up living there for a year and a half. Whereabouts in Spain? <sighs> Just outside Benidorm, it was horrible. Nice. You know, I was like, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. When we we found the advert basically for a tattoo shop that was like, they 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 were the, the owners wanted to go and sell the business, but as a tattoo business. So we were like, oh, maybe it could be a good little venture. Let's let's try it. So we checked out the the, the ad. It looked beautiful, beautiful beach, beautiful location. When I realised it was so close to Benidorm, I was like, oh no. But we were like, sod it, let's go and have a look and see what, like, what, the, what the place is like. I travelled over there. It was actually beautiful. It was like two two towns away from Benidorm, up the coast. It was actually really beautiful. And I was like, you know what? Sod it. Even if there's going to be a load of people I don't really want to mingle around in Benidorm, I might as well just give it a punt and end up staying there for a year and a half, run the tattoo shop. It went really well, but then decided I wanted to come back to England. Basically to do my music, I was, I'd started to release music at that stage. That's cool. So I was like, no, nah, I need to get back to London where the raves are and the pirate radio is happening and all the movements are happening and yeah. Because you were on pirate radio as well back in the day, right? I used right? to be banging on the pirate radio. I used to <laughs> DJ on that, yeah, man. I used to That's do some so cool. funny times. <laughs> like my first ever show was a graveyard shift, four till six in the morning. Amazing. Saturday night, Sunday morning. Crazy, what, crazy what time. I think I was like 16. 16. That, that probably wasn't a terrible time, Saturday night, Sunday, everyone would be coming back and stuff if people Those were days, the, the raves were pumping in London. So, like, between four and six in the morning, yeah, you're right, you're dead right. Like, the phone used to go go crazy. <laughs> like, you never would think it, but I remember it was like an old... Everyone off their nut. Everyone Coming off their nut, going clubbing. home in, like, cabs. It was mostly people in car, in cabs, and then the, 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 the minicab drivers tuned into, like, pirate radio. And people ringing up going, I want shouts out, shouts out, rewind that tune. And it used to be so funny. Like, we used to have an old Nokia that could only hold, like, ten messages. So the whole two-hour show would be the, the, the phone going beep, 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 just literally non-stop because it was, like, a backlog of messages. Ten would come through. You'd read them out, delete them, bam, another ten. It was crazy. Literally, at four till six in the morning, I used to traipse up to King's Cross... Caledonian Road. I used to play on Mac FM. It's quite a big station back in the day, and they used to do some big raves and stuff. So I just remember, like, I'm in the middle of King's Cross, 16 years old, four in the morning, dodgy as hell that area. Them days, those That's, days. Back then, it's so crazy. Those days, it was a completely different area. It was Bagley's, and so it was like Bagley's. Imagine mm-hmm. walking about with your decks. No, well, bag of records <laughs> yeah. and walking up to the estate to bloody play on the. It was like just full of crackheads and full of prostitutes and full of like just <laughs> not very nice people 
<laughs> it was a very strange, strange area to be running around. But yeah, yeah it was good fun. Area. I used to work in Tinseltown. It was one of my earlier jobs. I was like 16. I used to Where work night that? shifts in Tinseltown right next to Fabric. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling us. Yeah. yeah. So like even thinking about the clientele of that kind of radio, when I was going home after I finished a, t- a shift at Tinseltown, say on the Saturday night, finish mm. at like 5, Busy, 6. Busy, innit? Yeah, but I'd be coming home and I'd be sat on the train with like some people going to work and then everyone else just out their face on the way back from clubs. It's such a weird time probably, of the what, day. You probably saw me going home a yeah. few times <laughs> looking like one of those people. <laughs> coming out of fabric. Literally, I remember walking home from fabric one day. Like We all left at like, I think it was a Friday night though. We used to go to the drum and bass nights. Um, I remember like literally we left at like seven in the morning and it was like, oh, I've still got enough energy. To get home, walking. It's a lovely day. It was like summertime. Man. It was like bright sun, and we were like all of us. It was like six of us just walked all the way home to like Labrick Grove. Lovely. <laughs> From Kings Cross to Labrick Grove. From, no. Where is it? Farringdon. Farringdon. Yeah. Fabric. Yeah. I remember literally the madness. We walked past Next, and there was a huge sale going on. It was like I don't know if it was like Easter or something, but there was like a huge queue going all the way down the street, down Oxford Street, and we were like, you know what? I need some shorts. Literally on the way home from fabric at seven in the morning, I was like, I need some shorts. And we go inside to inside next. I was pretty, I was pretty mash up. Got to say, it's never a bad time to run like, errands. I had that kind of confidence that we all know, and I was like, I'm going straight to the front of the queue. Literally, there was a snake <laughs> queue going all the way through the shop, all the way out the door and down the road. It was like literally like massive sale going on. Like straight to the front of the queue. Sorry, can you just um, buy this if I give you a tenner? And the, the lady, she was so sweet. She was like, yeah, no, no problem at all. I was like, cool. <laughs> all right. I've got my shorts now. And I think me and my friends just went straight to the park. I think it was, I like, went home, had a little quick shower and went straight to the park. It was a beautiful day. Sounds anyway. Like, sounds like good times. <laughs> it was good times. Could you yeah. do that now is the question. Every now and again, not with the frequency I used to do it, but every now and again, yeah, I can still do it. So nowadays. you're a party, a proper party yeah. back in the day. Back in the day, I'd, yeah, a marathon party. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, used to, we used to do some long ones, but yeah, we were younger, we had a bit more energy. These days, now I don't go out as much at all. Not well, as, now as you're not going anywhere, mate. Now I'm a businessman, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm busy. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't go out at all, literally. In, we don't, in, in, well, in case you haven't noticed, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah I forgot about that. <laughs> Jeez, we're not allowed to do anything That's at the moment. Talk about it, really. yeah. You know what? New Year's Eve, this New Year's Eve, literally, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it, is the first time I've ever had to spend New Year's on my own. Same. Literally, it was like lastminute.com, I was going to go and see someone, even though we're not really allowed. But that person had been in touch with someone who might have had bloody Rona. And I was like, ah, oh, so I can't go and see you. And then I'd been in contact with that person the day before. And then I couldn't go and see my mom and dad. And then all my mates were like, nah, it's I'm so staying weird. at home. And it was like, it's like, rah, first ever New Year's Eve I had to spend on my Jackie Jones. But anyway. Yeah, we're in, you had the hot dog there. <laughs> I had the hot dog there. <laughs> Let's not, don't say his name. It'll literally wake him no, up. No, it's good. Is he chilling now, yeah? Hot dog sleeping. I can't see him where I'm sitting, but he looks like he's chilling, right? Hot dog's chilled. Good. Oh my God. Good, good, good. We don't have the ad-libs. Literally, if anyone was tuned into the first part of this, this podcast, you can hear him in the background. Just the whole mm. way. Faint, yeah, faint ad-libs. Yeah. Let's call it that. Oh, God. Just wants to be involved, really. He loves to be involved with everything that we do. Literally, <laughs> when, we, when we're here during the day, running the shop, you know what he's like with he the customers, isn't the it? <laughs> he loves like going up to the customers and just... But that's the great thing about this shop. It, is, it isn't a typical <clears throat> shop. It is a community, family-run business. Totally, totally. Where like, we've got the decks, so you play your music, we get people to come down and play music. We've got Pancho here. It's just like, there's such a different feeling about this shop. You don't, you don't find spaces like this anymore. Don't, no, I mean, not at all. If you ever have, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, this is quite a special little space on Portsmouth Road. Like, like Kat says, we've got the decks there. I love my music, so uh, that was one of the things I had to have in the shop. I was like, I need my decks there so I can have a mix. It's great. I know what some buttons mean now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? You actually taught me so yeah. much about music just by explaining Just by having this yeah. little thing in yeah. front of you. Yeah, like you've taught so me so many different things. Though. Just like in passing, when I've been like, oh, looking at it confused, you'd be like, you know, you immediately don't ask me what I'm confused about. You know what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And you're like, bang, just that button. I just remember it. Like, like this shop is, is like, just to mention... Like we were right in the middle of Carnival in the Carnival area, so yeah. like Notting Hill Carnival, and it, when it ha- when it does happen, like we're literally in the middle of it, so in the heart yeah. of, the, of the Carnival. So it's always had like a musical background. This this shop, like Lee. I mean, historically, even this area it's, is just this such area's a been massive. full of musicians. Like, like Lee, who used to have the space here, he always used to have a speaker in the window and would be playing reggae. 
So I've nice. grown up listening to reggae all my life at home as well. Mum and dad always listen to reggae. and So this area is like proper reggae vibe. So the speaker in the window, everyone in the area knows it. Everyone's always coming in and going, oh, what's that tune? Or oh, yeah. nice music or whatever. My, my favourite moment still is, is when we were playing some tune and a girl walked past, she was like, that's my tune. That's my music. <laughs> she, was, like, she was singing sick. it or something. <laughs> that's sick. That's amazing. You know, my mum's my side as well, like the tattoo side, she's always had a speaker in the window. Yeah. Like we've always pushed music in this place. So to have Dex in it is like, yes, it's perfect at my, in my workplace to have music. Yeah. What kind of music are you like? banging at the moment what's your like I guess explain a little more about what genres you like or what, what you like um, sure. predominantly I like electronic music um, not to say I don't like any instruments or anything like that but I kind of DJ kind of house and techno vibes that's the kind of thing I, I DJ at the moment um, I've grown up playing garage on the pirate radio scene and then was banging to jungle and hardcore and drum and bass before that Still always been into jungle the whole way through. Drum and bass is massive in my life right, right now still. Yeah. Um, dub, dub reggae. Um, my dad as well has been a big influence on my music. He's always been into like psychedelic rock and Jimi Hendrix and just jazz as well. Oh, yeah. Huge. I mean, I, I do like all sorts of music, but predominantly what I play and listen to is electronic vibes. Um, I'm really into like bassy music. I love bass. Like, I love like... Rib, rib shakers you know what I mean <laughs> so yeah I mean growing up in London around here it's been perfect um, yeah I mean all sorts of music but predominantly bassy stuff um, not too vocally I like drums and drums and like beats and stuff like that yeah. we like having guests in all the time yeah I mean we get guests and we get DJs to come in and play little live sets we've streamed quite a few of them on, on, the, Insta, on the Insta page and we're in the process now of recording artists and then uploading it onto the new YouTube channel. Yeah, be in amongst. So in amongst these kind of episodes of the, of the podcast, so keep an eye out for them. Also, our, our SoundCloud page, if you want to just hear the recording, just go onto our SoundCloud page, it's all there. Lots of mixes. And Lots stuff. of mixes, exactly. But yeah, I guess that kind of, where where are you going next with the shop? Because we're kind of doing, us lot are doing this podcast. Yeah, what's, and, what's, what's the future Well, for we've the, decided to do this podcast to kind of like, let people find out about us a little bit more to just like talk to us, ask us questions directly. Um, and that's like part of the direction of the shop is like to create a bit more of a brand and to be a bit more like all encompassing in a sense. So yeah, if you think space. about cannabis in London, you might think about us or if you think about CBD in London, you might think about us. I'm trying to like position us, huh? create the space, trying to create the space and trying to position ourselves in a place where if everything does become legal, we can sell the, the THC format. Um, I want to kind of create that kind of not, not almost like a forum in a sense, not a forum, but somewhere that people can come online and see our, our website, see our podcast, um, just an in, very informative, educational kind of place as well. Mm. Where people are going to learn a lot about CBD and enjoy the discussion. As enjoy well, the discussion. Yeah. Try and keep it humorous if we if we can, oh. or try and keep it non non formal in a sense. <laughs> yeah, and just like I guess. We want the comment sections to almost be people. It's like a chat room. Almost. almost like a little, yeah, like a chat room if you want questions or to talk to each other on there. I mean, we've got the Telegram group that we've been running for the last like month or so, and that's becoming a little bit of a chat place as well. So if people want to chat with us and ask yeah. us direct questions, they can. Um, you can find our Telegram group via our Insta, actually. Mm. If you look on our bio, you can see the link, little link tree and a link to it from there. Um but where are we going with the shop? Yeah, and what brand? about the shop? Because I know obviously we're going to have new products coming <coughs> exactly, out soon. Exactly. Like we've, we've already started releasing our own products like a year ago. So we've got our own oils. I don't know if you can see them here in the camera, but we've got our own oils. We've got our own balm. We've got a couple of cakes and like brownies and chocolates that we're like producing at the moment that are coming out soon. Going um, back to edibles, actually, I was thinking this when you were talking about it. I was like, I was never really into edibles, but before I even worked in the shop, I used to come in. And I used to get the brownies that oh, you yeah. guys had, and they were so. So we good. started making these beautiful so brownies like, like about a year ago, I guess. Yeah. Um, with a, like a local bakery is a friend of mine, and you had the yeah. chocolate ones, and then you had Pitch the pistachio. And oh, the white chocolate pistachio oh. ones. If anyone tried them, they were amazing. They were so so good, but unfortunately, I'd like sell quite a few when we got them in. And then there might be a few left over that wouldn't sell, mm. and we didn't. I didn't really want to package them and sell them as a packaged product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of slowed down with that. Although we are in the process of now of getting our own chocolates made. 
So we're doing our own chocolate, so that's going to be coming out. Chocolate bar. Chocolate bar, CBD chocolate bar with some nice coconut and mango. Don't really want to let too much out, but yeah. Yeah, Looking forward to it. We have have had samples. It is nice. It is so good. It is very vegan as well. Totally like unrefined sugars and sort of. Natural ingredients. Natural ingredients. But yeah, we're doing that. We've got another roster of products coming out in the next few weeks. So that's when we had big plans for this year and last year, but. Everything got scuppered with the with the Rona, so everything slowed down a little bit. Luckily, we're still here. We're Luckily, still we're still here, and we're trying to push it. We're trying to keep active. Yeah. So, I mean, the shop we're still open because we sell food. Luckily, we've kind of got permission from the council that we can still stay open. And so, where everything's available online as well, so that's precisely like everyone can go straight to the website. Um, we've got one of the best services in London, by the way, guys. So, if anyone needs CBD delivery. next out next day, like <laughs> delivery, quick things. Get your, get your gay CBD. Um, <laughs> little plug, little plug. Yeah, come on. Um, I guess we had, we did have a bit of a spur when we had a little break from lockdown. The markets were like... I mean, yeah, we had that little break from lockdown a few months ago and we, we, did quite a lot we hit markets. the markets. Like, we were doing five markets every weekend, plus the shop, plus the website, plus like being open with limited hours. And it was like quite a strange time, but I think yeah. we managed to like... Survive it, man. I think it's been good that <laughs> yeah. we've been able to come to the shop still. And but it's nice because we haven't stuff. just we haven't just survived. We've also like as you said, there's Thrived almost. yeah, there's new products coming out. There's stuff progressing, and that's that's exciting. So there's still exciting things. To like this year, to. we're trying to like step it up even more mm. as much as we can. Like without the restrictions, even if there are restrictions, restrictions, we're still going to do what we can. But we're looking at a merch line. We're looking at more DJs coming down to do podcasts with us. We're looking at more podcasts. We're looking at more products. We're looking at, I mean, maybe possibly another shop, but we'll that see. It. We'll see how that goes. I mean, we're probably going to focus on any markets that we can do. So, if anyone's out there, like surrounding counties around London, we're hitting quite a few of the vegan markets. So check us out online. Check us out on our website where we kind of put the news and yeah, dates that we're yeah. that we're there. You and can't I'm, make it all the way down to. Bella, yeah, right? exactly. You can't get be bothered to get into the central London, especially while it's like restrictions around. Then yeah, check out one of the markets that we're at. But yeah, that's the kind of sort of brief plan that we've got for next year. A little or this side, year. A side note with that actually is it must be quite interesting to see how like even the markets and things like that help to change the perceptions of cannabis and CBD and totally and, and that must be quite interesting because then you've got a whole different type of clientele coming and approaching you as well you know and totally like when you're when you're in the shop you get a certain kind of people that are coming in to a space that's your space and it's kind of a different dynamic yeah when people come up to you in the market it's very kind of like much more organic in a way like they're almost awesome. like they're not in your space so they kind of they can walk past if they want they're not like feeling pressured there's no kind of like massive like sales te- like tactic yeah and they'll approach you like almost like as if you're a farmer or you're the one that the artist that's painted the painting or you're you've actually gone home and you've made that product or you've crushed that hemp and got the oil out of it almost it's like they talk to you literally like you're a bit more artisan in a sense mm. um i really like doing the market so you get a really good vibe with people and you can connect with them and i think also it's a bit as you say it's more organic in the way that here this is a cannabinoid shop. Yeah. Like this shop, people come to. They're coming for this. Exactly. Otherwise, a vegan market, you get all types of people. You get people vegans. You get people curious about vegan food. Exactly. You get just people who just passing by and saw a market. You like you get all kinds of walk of life at a market. People not, they're, not, they're not just coming for you. They're just coming to the market. And, and then, then they, they see stumble, you yeah. Yeah, and they stumble across you and they're I like, mean, oh, really like what you've got. Or... Don't get me wrong, we get plenty of weirdos and different types <laughs> of people down the shop true. too. So. Totally rude. Totally like, true. Yeah, there's plenty of stories about <laughs> sure the weirdos like, of uh, Portobello and like Labrador. Portobello, you do get some very uh, colourful people. Very interesting characters. Yeah. Very, very interesting characters. I have to say, that's probably why it's one of my favourite areas in London, though, because you will just... Every end of the spectrum. I mean, yeah, every great. end of every and spectrum. Everyone, and the thing is, everyone lives together. Like, it, like there's a whole mix of people around such here. Such right? a mixed bag yeah. of everyone. Literally. Like, everyone is like, well, near enough, you get a few people who aren't so nice, but like, majority of people are just really nice to each other and like, always like. It's community. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like very this community, area has community. always been. I guess so that's one of the based. that's one of the reasons why I love the shop because I've, yeah. I've grown up in the area. I've grown up in the shop. Uh, I know a lot of people in here, so. We get a lot of repeat custom, so there's a lot of kind of like, hey, how you doing? What have you been up to? There's lots of like yeah, friendly really nice. talk. Um, you walk down the street, 
everyone knows our faces so it's like hi how you doing it's it's very yeah very community it's a very nice nice vibe that you don't really get that in I'm sure you do. You get it all over London if you if you live in certain areas. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a nice, it's definitely a nice atmosphere. It's our little it. corner of it. Though, it's, there's know? a lot of gentrification going on. Like you've got your, your your standard high street kind of brands and shops trying to creep in. Like there's a brand new, well, not brand new, it's a couple of years old now, but it took a while for them to get here. But a very famous coffee shop around the corner. That I mean, before that, it was all independent shops on, on Portobello Road. And it's slowly and slowly all the kind of major brands crept in, of course. But I mean, as much as we don't like it, everyone still uses them. So retail is dying. Retail is dying. And and the thing is, things like coffee shops, obviously they're always going to be needed. But the sad thing is, it's going to be the franchises that can afford to like survive this stuff. And they can afford to like pay the rent on these expensive properties and that kind of stuff. I mean. Saying that, a brand new coffee shop has just opened on, on, on Portobello Road. Literally opposite yeah. this said famous one. <laughs> and it does look like an independent one. I think they've got a few outlets, but I, I can't understand how the council can give so many spaces to coffee shops. It's like yeah. coffee is... I love coffee. I drink it every day. But it makes money. That's it, the... It's crazy, though. Like you can have a coffee shop next door to each other again and again. It's like... Yeah, but where people are now not buying... Like they're not um, buying stuff on in the shops they're going on Amazon. Mm. You can't order a coffee with Amazon yet. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be getting drones coming. Drones dropping your coffees. <laughs> well, we've all seen the videos of it. I've yeah. seen videos of that. I've seen it in prison. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> that is, that's the thing now. <laughs> Those videos are. So I just funny. had a bit of vision of like Leon outside the prison with his little remote control. Me? Driving some sort of drone into the prison. Oh god! But bringing us back. Saying that, like the fact that y- your parents, the, the fact that your parents, and now you've been here for thirty years, is is amazing because. <laughs> that's the that's the, the the director getting a little bit angry. <laughs> but then. But the fact that your parents have been here for 30 years and you've been here for four and survived and thrived is really impressive because it is becoming more and more gentrified. Totally, it's a, it's a testament to them. Like, they've done really well. Like, they've managed to adapt their business as they've gone along. Like, my mum... This shop originally had, like, five or six businesses inside it. And she's slowly just, like, got bigger and bigger and bigger and done better and better in her, on her side. Mm. She originally just had the front and just, like, a little counter selling, like, jewellery and piercing jewellery, like, Indian jewellery and stuff like that. So that was back in the day, and then she was still doing like piercing, just ears and noses, and just slowly developed it. And like, just someone left, so she was like, "Oh, can I take that space as well?" And then someone else left, so she was like, "Can I take that space?" And she slowly expanded, and then developed her business into a tattoo business as well, and then fully full body piercing as well. Yeah, that's. Um, so you've got to be dynamic. You've got to be. You've got to learn to adapt. You've got to evolve with the times a bit as well. Um, so yeah, luckily we've managed to survive and do well. I mean, I think it's it's. It's partly down to the fact that we, I mean, it's a catch twenty two, but we've been here so long, so that's why we do well. Like you can't, yeah, I mean, you can't do that if you're not there long. But I think but, the community know us well, so. And I think also with CBD and well, cannabinoids in general, it's one of those things where it's like people, we're, it's like we're, we're almost. It doesn't even really matter about the store, like just because yeah, we kind of thrive, like pride ourselves with our customer service and we try to do this sort of thing to mm. like create extra reach and just yep. reach out to people who will need us mm. kind of thing but at the end of the day people are going to want to buy CBD and they're going to need to chat to someone about it that's so the, like that's that, the exactly that's one of the main things for us as well is being there when people need to talk about CBD if they don't know a question if they're not sure about a product we're there the shop is open seven days a week um, at the moment we're only doing 12 till 5 but normally it would have been 11 till 6.30 every day and we're always there available to talk to people and you can read as much as you want on the internet about research and you want to find out about something but at the end of the day you can't beat going to speak to another human about something and if you want to ask about how much CBD should I take come and speak to us it's a lot better I mean because it's it's not as black and white as oh you weigh X amount and exactly. you smoke X amount of weed so you have to have this many milligrams mm. it's not that black and white it's, it's so individual and also it's different everyone's got their own journey with it it's different absorption rates as well like you might use a spray you might use an oil you might use a balm they're all going to have different absorption rates so the milligrams kind of you have to understand which ones are going to be more than others and stuff and like you can't really get that by looking at and everyone, like Kat just said, everyone's individual. Everyone's got their own journey with it. So 
you can never get that correct that, that that answer that's directly at you if you're going online. So coming in and speaking to someone who's, I mean, yeah, we have got a little bit of experience selling CBD. We know what we're talking about. So come and speak to us and find out if you're if you're unsure about something. But that's that's why we're here. And we're not doctors. We're <laughs> Once again, we're we are just, not doctors. We are not doctors. Of course, I mean, I think everyone understands that these days. Like we're not doctors. We're not telling anyone what to do we're just merely suggesting and we're not and necessarily right either exactly everyone's good like we people need to try things out for themselves and basically experience it for themselves to work out what works for them but that's half the fun isn't it to, to sort of go On down your, yeah exactly your, your some CBD people journey. like leon said um the spray works for them or maybe a cbd gummy works better for me maybe mm. that that's better for my kind of wants and needs so I mean, it's like for me, I I like the oils. I'm a I'm a big oil fan, so I'll take them for recovery, particularly like because I train a lot. Yeah. And the balms when I'm I do martial arts, so I get battered and bruised quite often too. <laughs> you have to do that. Yeah. So. Uh, here we go. Um, <laughs> so I use the balms a lot. The balms a lot. The balms outside and the oils inside work really well for me. So it's like everyone has their own different needs and their own different requirements, and each of the products have their own pros and cons for exactly. each of those things. So precisely. And that's kind of I guess why we want to do this and if you guys do have questions as we've already said like this has i think been a pretty good first first chat nice little intro yeah. nice little chat but i mean yeah. this is awesome, we want this conversation to go a lot further guys so if Definitely. anyone like yeah if anyone wants anything like talked about or questioned or you're unsure about things get in touch with us we can try and get it into the podcast I, or I make it so as a topic or something like i only have so much room up here i'm gonna run out of things to talk about and there's gonna be things you guys want to but yeah we want about. people to get more involved and yeah message us get in touch like come and see us in store come, come and see us in chat. store and when when like especially <laughs> when once out. the lockdown's gone like <laughs> yeah, we've got another exactly. six weeks of this now i think or five weeks left but yeah once we're out of this and we're fully back open we hope then yeah hopefully people Until come then, and see you us. can come and visit us at our window <laughs> <laughs> we are literally selling out of our window like a petrol like station, station. <laughs> it works so, it's well. so it's working it's better yeah. than like i'm super grateful that we've been able to do that like a lot yeah. of people out there are struggling with their businesses and it's a really tough time for people so and yeah. even just mentally for us like, to have this this place like for me for sure like this is a little home from home it's a little thing little that we family. can carry on every week and yeah, like, we've exactly. like managed to still see each other and like we're we're at work. We can't do We're in it home. together, guys. All right, guys, before we get too soppy. <laughs> it's getting yeah, emotional. Let's start crying and hugging fair each other. Fair play, fair play. Yeah, let's... Um, thank you very much, yeah, Geshi. Thank you for... Nice one for the yourself. chat, guys. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one now. Yeah. We can yeah. Um, talk some more. <laughs> chat some more. Well, thank you. I was going to say crap, you. but no. <laughs> very well hosted, Leon. Well right. done. Thank you very much, Leon. <laughs> I'm now going to be demoted after. You are now demoted back to level yeah. two. And you are the promotion. Guys, I'm back up. I thought I did a good job. Oh, oh, straight, that was, that was spot on. Yeah. And, uh, thank you to Johnny as well. Thank you very much, guys. Big up. Nice one. Big up.